Hey everybody, this is James Styro. Thank you for watching Right Reason at the intersection of ethics and pop culture. And watch me as I mumble through episode number five. Fun fact about episode, rather, fun fact about number five is there are five platonic solids. This is a super trivia fact, but Plato theorized that there are five shapes that, of which the whole universe is comprised. And if you look on Wikipedia, you'll find out what those are. But that's been around for 2,500 years, and there are five of them. Look it up. Christian, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is our first guest ever. Christian is a local artist here in Philadelphia. And uh, why don't you tell the audience more about what you're all about? Um, so I'm an artist, uh, a painter from Philadelphia. Um, I. I work a full-time job. Um, I'm not in college. I'm only 19 years old. Um, I've been painting for about four years now. Um, I do it to give myself a better life and because the world's too gray. and You really need to bring some color to the world or else it's just dull. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Christian in many ways represents the future of how things are going. I think especially with you not being in school. I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, okay. like when your parents and my parents were growing up, when, when I was growing up, school was the absolutely the thing to do. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't, you're basically done. And now, especially more and more into the future, um, school is optional and life becomes the school. So tell us about like the experience of, of learning and going through life but not having a, a professor or a class to go to every day um and how old are you by the way 19. Mm -hmm. um so in high school i did um a graphic design uh class as like my school class um and i learned how to make websites and graphically design things it was more like an art school in high school um it was a technical school and, but as I got out of high school, I, well, so I've lived on my own since high school. Like, I pay all my own bills and everything. And I, I really just, like, I see a bunch of people go to college and they get out of college. They're not sure if it's what they want to do. And they're stuck in all this student debt and they're miserable like and like learning nonsense not even practical things yeah, yeah. um but like so that like if you want to learn something where do you go if you if you wanted to learn website stuff now what would you do um art school um i'm not i th well art has always been something i've done for myself and to get me through my problems um like living on my own i've had a lot of had a lot of hard times like it, it's not always easy um, and it was just kind of something to get me through my day or, but yeah but I mean like I mean like for me we have people coming through that are 19 20 right and and they don't necessarily have the skills they need in fact in fact it's almost a prerequisite to not have the skills because people that already have them kind of kind of are broken in other ways. Yeah. They've gone through the machine and the machine broke them. 
So they, they bring the skills, but they bring a broken person. Gotcha. So like, so like it's almost like a desired, you know, skill or attribute not to have the knowledge. Yeah. And then maybe that means you haven't gone through the machine that, that, that breaks you. Yeah. Because the, the skills are easy, easy yeah. to get, right? Like YouTube and like a, th a thousand online learning, you know, Khan Academy plus five more. Yeah. It takes a month or six months and suddenly you have web, website knowledge that would take you four years in college. Yeah. But you're not in debt, you know, so it's just so easy to learn. Yeah. Um, skills, but I think it's much more difficult to learn character. Uh, but at least if you're going through life, you have a chance to learn that. Whereas if you go to school, it depends on where you go to school. Schools are kind of stacked against character. And um, many people come out of school that I've seen nowadays that are kind of, um, they don't have the, they might have the knowledge, but they're no longer like a person that um, they were when they came into it. It's yeah. kind of a weird a weird moment get, right now. They get turned into a, a robot. Yeah, at best. Yeah. So, so like, I'm looking at you and, you, and you're like, you know, I've been through stuff and it's not always been easy, but um, I think you're in the right place at the right time. So it's only going to get better from here. Thanks. Right. So let's go into the questions. A user on Quora states, I want success similar to that of Steve Jobs. What should I do? Any useful tips that one can use to become successful? I'll throw that one to you first before I get answered. Okay. Um, well, so I read this thing how Steve Jobs would work. He'd work like 16 hours a day in his garage on these computers. And the, norm the normal work, work day for people is eight hours. And if you're just, if you're only working eight hours a day, you're gonna stay where you are. You're not, you're not pushing yourself to be better or be the best person you can be or like, you need to put in every effort you got. I go to work, I go to work for eight hours a day. I get up at 5 a.m. every day and I'm home by, it's an hour commute. So I'm home by like 4.30 and then I will I'll shower, eat, and then by like seven o'clock, I'm painting until 12 at night, sometimes two in the morning, mm. and then I get up at 5 a.m. again. Wow. And just keep doing it. That's awesome. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, hard work is the number one prerequisite. It's the number one, um, like, guaranteed move for success. Um, most people discover that when they're like 25 and 30 and again like having Christian like have that at 19 is just like a superpower because like nobody works that hard at 19 yeah nobody that I know except for people here of course <laughs> that are on this team uh, but like out in the outer world nobody really works that hard um, at 19 I certainly didn't at 19 none of my friends do and, and that's what's gonna that that basically means you're gonna be a success thank you you know it's just it's just it's guaranteed it's just a matter of time um, so on the Steve Jobs, right? I, I do think work is important. The other, th I think, the other um, gift he brought to the table is he thought outside of the box in a big way. Like he wasn't interested in following a template or following um, a preset path in life and in his creative thoughts, in his design, in his approach. So if you like, one of the things we do here is, especially if you're a designer. Um, 
So we have a classical design uh, course almost. And um, for the first half of it, you're reading like ancient authors and ancient books. But for the second half, you're basically watching, and uh, this is like such a softball question because Steve Jobs is like my number one, one of my top one or two people in the world to like model my whole life after, especially the design and the business aspects of it. So I've, I've, I've made it my, my, my mission to watch almost or literally every keynote he's ever made from like 1980s. <laughs> like until 2012 and when he died. Um, so I know a lot about his life and about his facts um, as a way to guide my life, right? And especially if you go back to the 80s when he was just like a 19-year-old, 24-year-old, one of the best ways that he differentiated himself from the herd was by not trying to say, well, how do people around me think? And let me just do that more. Yeah. Right, that was like the number one move he didn't do. And that's the, the number one thing people, when they don't know how to live, do is just copy people around them. But that guarantees you will never be a breakout because if you're copying other people, especially an entire uh, like gang of other people, you'll just be an average of them. Um, whereas if you want to be an average of like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and like, you know, Gandhi or something like that and you have those people that are that that is your your gang right and you're like listening to Gandhi in the morning and Steve Jobs <laughs> in the afternoon right and they don't even have to be alive like I would guarantee you know the stoic the stoic channels on on like Instagram and and all they do is just quote people that are thousands of years old right yeah. but their thoughts are so profound and so powerful and they're so timeless and that if you if you surround yourself with those people and you're just the average of those that'll be far, far greater than, than any human, human group you could have assembled yourself. Um, so I think that's what he did. He, he, he lived in a community of people, most of which were dead, right? He was surrounding himself with thoughts that are timeless, people that are timeless. And he made himself an average of them, and therefore he stood outside of people around him so much. And he wasn't interested in fitting in or being like one of the group. That's why he was always so different. And I think being different is, is a way to, do, is a way to um, see choices that other, people's don't, other people don't um, and make decisions other people can't. Actually, my favorite proverb is um, if you do today things that other people won't, you can do tomorrow things that other people can't. I like it. You know, so I think he'd live by that and I'm trying to live by that and anybody that does has, I think, a leg up success. Another user on Quora asked, what movie could have been over in 10 minutes if the main character wasn't such a fool? Hmm. What, like, the movie was as long as it was because the main character was an idiot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think about that. Um, I mean, every, every movie with, like, a villain as, like, um, like, if, you wa if you've read Shakespeare... Have you read Shakespeare? Oh. Uh, no, yeah. Like a little bit? Yeah. So, in, so in the play called Othello, have you guys read Othello? A little bit? So, so like there's a main character, right? Othello. And he has his best friend, Iago, who's like his best friend slash the villain of the whole book. Yeah. And like in the whole play, he just backstabs and like, like schemes for how to undermine and destroy his best friend because he hates him. He's jealous and all this and that. 
And like the whole show is like a horror movie of things getting worse and worse for Othello. And he can't explain why because like people are beginning to hate him. Like things begin to fall apart. But he still has his best friend to back him up. Yeah. And like the whole show is about him just getting deeper and worse and worse. And Iago basically wins in the end. That's the play. Uh, I mean, a play like that or a movie like that with, that with that thesis would end in two seconds if Othello just like understood that um, you got to know who your friends are and... and and not always trust in appearances and um, not be deceived too much by, by external aspects and sort of think about who the real person is. Yeah. Um, not be too swayed by emotions. And that, that play would be very short if he did that. What do you think? What, what sort of stories come to mind for you? Um, it's got to be a movie or a story. Um, I think the movies are hard to find that have that. Yeah. So any um, story, I guess. Or even music. Or like, I think real life is also interesting. Like we see those stories with like the Iagos um, in real life a lot. Like, like um, I don't know, like, like Beyonce, you know, Beyonce getting cheated on. No. Like she, she should have known that. Yeah. And, and she should have not, I don't know, I, I, I don't think she should have ever gotten married in that way. Yeah. She, she should have found somebody that she loved and uh, I don't know. That was, that, that was easy to see that that was going to be a crash and burn to me. I saw it from, from the beginning. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of TV or movies. Um, I, I think it's improductive. Um, I don't like I don't really have time for it like um, I'm always trying to do something to better myself and TV just kind of I listen to music a lot I mi listen to music all day but I don't watch what do you it. listen to um, J. Cole's probably my favorite um, I listen to ho a whole variety between I don't I don't like to stick to what everybody likes. Like I like a whole variety. Like I like some alternative, some rock, rap, like EDM, everything. Nice. Yeah. No, I I, I don't watch movies. You can't just be thinking one way. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I yeah. I haven't watched the movie in forever myself as well. I just that when we have a question on movies, I always go back to like when I was like in my twenties. Yeah. So that was the last time I watched movies. So I hear you. I understand. I'm the same way. Yeah. That's good. A user on core asks, why is modern art so ugly? I'll let you have that one since you deal with um, art. I like some of the modern art, but um, there's a lot of artists that just, they're not trying to put out a message. They're just trying to paint a picture. They're not trying to send a message like um some of my favorite modern artists are basquiat um uh, he he was uh, a new york artist um african-american and he, his paintings are very you look at them and you don't you don't quite understand what he's trying to convey until you stare at it for like 20 minutes and you can really start to see like what he's trying the message he's trying to send out 
Um, yeah. Um, so books have been written on on art and you know its history and modern art especially and I deal with this a lot almost every day um, many people have like a visceral reaction to modern art some people are very much pro some people are, are like not so much pro um, and the the way that I've it's a, it's a it's a very very difficult question of like because modern art is all there is to art art is modern art today I, I mean sort of traditional classical art is basically gone by and large I mean there's a few places here and there so it's like critiquing an entire you know a consensus of everybody is kind of a big a big move so you know what I would say for why why um what issues you might find in modern art like from an, um, an objective perspective and not just saying i just dislike it um or somebody else dislikes it, whatever uh the 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 main contrast between modern art and classical art is modern art is obsessed with your reaction to it uh, it's it's trying to elicit a reaction it's trying to cause you to feel something or think something um and if that's the guiding principle of it, you also can't be like somebody else. Like if somebody else has, has, has painted a piece of art that's causing a certain reaction, um, you can't just do something like that because you're causing the same reaction that they've already caused. You're kind of like a weaker version of them. The only way to cause your own reaction of the same magnitude is to have something different that hopefully is a, a success by that standard. Like Steve Jobs. Right. Um, so, you, so that's why art keeps changing, and 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 by art I mean modern art. Um, and if you look at its trajectory, it's it, it's becoming more and more, um, more and more, le less and less uh, related to sort of human shapes and objects and more and more kind of just more abstract shapes because that's the only place to go to because sort of like the world around us has a kind of a, a standard look and there's only so much you can change in that before you've tried up all the different shapes but in the abstract world there's an unlimited amount of shapes and if you're trying to be different and cause a reaction you'll go more and more abstract so the course of the 20th century is you begin with sort of human shapes classically speaking but then they, they become they, they become more more fuzzy and more kind of like angular and then to now where it's all angular there's n almost no human being or if you look at jackson pollock it's not even shapes it's just a splatter yeah right um and that's contrasted with the classical understanding of art which is so buried in like books and like scholarly stuff that like four people in the world know about that it's almost impossible to find somebody to tell you what's the what's the core ideal of classical art um, and I'm by no means an arts expert, but this is what we teach here. Um, the value that classical art brings to the table that's been mi missed and lost by some of the modern perspectives is uh, it's not trying to elicit a reaction or cause you to do something because it's not interested in you, the consumer. 
That's the biggest difference between modern and classical art. Classical art is interested in perfection, right? The ideal, the ideals of things. Um, and it's, if it's interested in you as the consumer at all, it's interested in pulling you with it to that ideal, to those ideals. So like ideal people, ideal examples of, of, of you know, courage or humility or love. Like what does an ideal face look like? What does an ideal shape that expresses love or family? What does an ideal family look like? Um, an ideal like landscape, an ideal lake, right? Um, and because people have different sort of thoughts on that, you have different paintings of all different si sorts and types, but they all have the unifying theme. Um, and, and that focus on the ideal has been like the biggest missing piece that I've seen in, in modern culture as a whole. That's, that's why um, the show, you know, intro I have, I say it's an interesting, an intersection of pop culture and ethics. Like you need something from the outside to make pop culture richer because by itself it's kind of lost its own energy to, to, to create. It needs an external force. Uh, and, and what I think the missing force that it's, that's needed more and more is, is a return back to what are ideals that we should be striving for? Me as a person, me as a, as a man, right? Uh, as a as a father, yeah, as a business leader, um, you know, I'm I'm 37. What does that mean? What what should I be doing that's best right now? Um, should I be running off to you know ski and and jump off cliffs, or should I be spending time with my family, or should I? So there's there's ways to 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 pursue the best version of yourself. Um, and no one's really asking what those are. People are just like, I'll just do me and whatever I want, which yeah. is like the modern obsession with me, me, me. What, what feels good to me is what, is what the best is. Um, and I'm not interested in what feels good for me. Uh, I, I think classical art pulls you away from this obsession with yourself and makes you focused on, okay, you feel X, but what's the best? Whether or not it feels good in the moment to do that and that's why like when we go back to older arts older movies older music it was a little bit more um like classical music no one not like people will think it's boring and it's it doesn't have the oomph or whatever but yeah. no, no, but no, no one's gonna uh no one could ever think mozart will make you uh into a thief or something like that yeah right like like it it does affect the moral choices you make in life. Music affects how we live, right? Yeah. It does, Whereas, right. like, modern music can make you feel like, hey, like, I mean, go rob, you know, or steal, or punch somebody, or or cut somebody. Um, so, so that sort of effect and impact was missing in in a lot of the classical culture uh, because they weren't interested in just you doing what you want because they were afraid of people doing what they want. People wanting things is, is dangerous and could be very bad for it. Yeah. Because, you know, we have, we have a dark side to us and just letting that unleashed, be unleashed is very dangerous. So they weren't interested in unleashing the dark side in you. They wanted to contain it almost and guide you towards the better. Yeah. Um, and, and art expressed that intention as well as music and other things as well. So 
modern art, I think, lost that understanding and just kind of unleashes whatever you want, even if it's not the, the best, as long as it's authentic. Um, and that's kind of that's that's the debate between authentic and between the ideal, because ideal could always um, it could be it could be um, works could resemble each other when they're all focused on the ideal. That's why, like in a, in a museum of classical paintings, paintings kind of like look similar a little bit, and they're not as different from each other as like the modern wing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so then it's a debate of like, do you want everything to be different all the time or are you okay with things being kind of similar as long as they're idealistic? So that's the debate, but that's why I would think modern people, uh, modern art is not always what people find the best, uh, or the most appealing is because it has no interest in ideal and it's all interested in your reaction, even if it's not the best. It's like a, like a horror movie, right? A horror movie doesn't have anything ideal in it, but uh, it's interested in causing you to have a reaction, even if it's vomit. Um, and that's what a lot of modern art is, I think. That's just my two cents. My two cents times a half an hour. <laughs> I, could also, I could also disagree with that a little bit. I think it's meant, art is meant to take you out of your world. Like, like I said before, the world's very like gray, and like a painting is supposed to take you out of your world and make you think what not not really give you a reaction all the time but just make you think about something other than your own life yeah for sure for sure um absolutely yeah yeah um actually let me ask you this so you're you're 19 you're working in art um what's it like in terms of like um what is it like to be an artist? Do you get respect? Or is it like, oh, you're just an artiste? What's that um, like? It's people, well, some people definitely like give me credit for not giving up because it's really easy to give up um, because you're not always gonna make money at first and like you really just gotta keep doing it and eventually you'll get there if you work at it long enough. Um, I've done, I probably made about three or four grand doing commission paintings um, since I was 17. Um, That's amazing. Thank you. Um, but it's, it's really just something I love to do for myself. Like if you're doing, you have to, you have to like what you're doing. Like, people who sing you have to like to sing you can't you can't just any nobody can just get up on a microphone and start start dropping lyrics and expect to get famous and it's the people who actually love doing it who spend their time doing it that make it yeah war is not about who's right war is about who's left <laughs> never heard that right isn't that true though yeah. Like people go to war and like, I'm right. And like, no, I'm right. But it doesn't matter almost. It's, it's the only one that's left that is the one that wins, not the one that's rightest. Yeah, that you know? makes sense. You know, I believe in that. I believe in that so much. How do, you, how do people find you online? Um, Instagram. I also have a website. Like I said, I went, to, I went to school for graphic design and website building. Although I don't put 
too much on my website, but mostly it's just word of mouth. What's family. the website? Uh, ChristianWellsAcrylics.com. Um, there's not too much on there at What's all. What's your IG? Uh, at C W E L G S C Welks. Yeah, there's a ton of artwork there. You can see a lot of his work. I still like. I still have a bunch that I have not put up because, like, sometimes I I get worried. Like, are people gonna like this? How are people gonna take this? And have you done any of those like, um, what like the sped up painting videos where you st- we have a blank no, canvas? I, I, I want to learn how to do that. That's like an amazing yeah, way to showcase cool. your work. But like, I also, I, I also take breaks. Like, I'll. And I like to have fun as I'm painting, and it's not always. So you don't sit down and just paint the whole thing in four hours. No. (laughs) (laughs) It might take you four months sometimes, right? Yeah. 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 Um, But I mean, normally, like, I'll 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 do as much as I can before I pass out. Like, I'm I'm a type of person who likes to finish things. I don't like giving up or like. It's almost like painting is a is a form of therapy. Yeah, it is. Right? Definitely. Um, actually, speaking of that, this one, uh, this one, instead of, I, this painting's called Facing the Bottle, um, and it, it deals with alcoholism, and instead of, like, like I said, living on your own, it gets hard sometimes, and instead of, like, I knew, it, it's like watching TV or watching a movie. I knew if I was just going to sit down and drink, I wouldn't be getting anything done. Instead, I tried to... The best art always comes in times of hardship. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you listen to music, what they're talking about, and, like, they're going through hardships, and they take those... Instead of using drugs or alcohol, they take those feelings out in their music or in their art. And that's when you're really putting yourself into a work and it turns out to be the best work. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so tune in, subscribe, follow him. He's got like 10x more followers than we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, get get connected with Christian and uh, follow his work. Um, All right. We're, we're setting off. That's it for episode five of me mumbling through right reason. I think we've covered our themes of ethics and pop culture this yeah. episode. Here's to 500 more episodes of right reason. See ya.